Welcome to the Art and Science of Joy podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring people to live more joyfully. So if you're seeking a bit more joy in your own life or seeking to bring some more joy to the lives of others, then this podcast could well be for you. I'm Andrew Cannon, and I have the honor to be your host. And in this episode, I'm excited to be talking to Clara Chorley about the joy superpower of bravery. Clara believes that brave decisions are the pathway to lives that we want to live and the professional success we dream of. Since 2009, Clara has been highly impactful as a career strategist, thought partner, and trauma-informed personal coach. She helps leaders in the business world untether from habits and environments that are wearing them out and take back control of their careers and their health, importantly. Clara's unique international background spans five continents and 48 countries. She supported professionals from a multitude of industries, including humanitarian, startup, and Fortune 100 organizations. Clara is a TEDx presenter, author of Turn, Four Steps to Clarity in Your Career, and creator of the 5D Framework for Navigating Career Change. Welcome, Clara, to the show. Thank you, Andrew. Excellent. Well, I'm so happy to have you here, and I'm so happy to be talking about bravery, because it's something I sometimes struggle with myself. But let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you. And maybe you can tell us a bit about your own story with bravery and how you decided to focus on this particular joy superpower. I would love to. I I have this, I have such a clear memory of the first time I was really brave. And you and I are both Brits. So I grew up in the UK. And by the time I hit my teen years, I was, things were not going the way that I had thought they would. So I was, I failed all my exams. I failed my O-levels and I had to reset. And then I failed my A-levels and this whole trajectory that I was meant to live you remember right you do your exams and then you go to university and then you get married and you get a dog and you get a house and then you yeah. work hard and the crow wealth and then you retire right so I was already off that and drinking my way through every weekend and smoking and um and I had a really intense eating disorder and high levels of stress and anxiety so it was this sort of mix of just I'm not smart and I don't have value and all of these kind of things. And it was a really, really painful time. And somehow in the mix of that, I made two, two decisions. The first decision was I was living in Birmingham and I took myself down to London to go back to university. This is a few years after school had ended, it's my mm. early 20s. And I chose a university course that had some classes in it that I thought that I couldn't do. And I went to that university and I did a year and I was like, oh, Oh, I'm not as not as unsmart as I thought I was. I've got some intelligence here. And then in the summer of that year, I took a six-week holiday in Hawaii. I took a flight to Hawaii, and I never went back to England. And that was an absolute turning point in my life. Somehow, within that, I learned, I recognized, I can take myself out of environments and places and situations where I'm not doing well that are really having a negative effect mm. on me and that was a high moment of bravery because it was the other side of the world i didn't know anybody it was a different culture yes it's beautiful but all those things were true too and it was a turning point 
And from that moment on, I was like, oh, I can make a different type of decision that moves me into a place where I feel more me. And that was the beginning mm. of it. And I have been deepening and deepening and deepening around that ever since and helping a lot of people as many as I can. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Clara, do you remember at all the triggers? What were the two triggers for those two big decisions? One to move to London and then get out of the UK and don't just say the weather. Um, <laughs> You know, I was actually pondering this this morning because I felt throughout my life like there were, this is this is going to be a very dissatisfying answer for you. But I felt throughout my life where there were moments where I couldn't I couldn't really say why the heck that happened, but I feel like I've been rescued from situations in in a few occasions and put into better places. So the idea of going to London and then finding the course. And we didn't really have internet back then in the early 90s. So that in and of itself was a, an effort. That, there was some part of me that knew I was, maybe it was this, there was some part of me that knew I could have passed those exams when I was in my teenage years. I knew mm. I could have done it. And that the belief I had about myself wasn't true. And then I was willing to go and disprove it. Oh, and Hawaii, so, mm. go, the Hawaii thing, I just want to add this because you've asked me a really good question. Somebody had told me about Maui. I looked it up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Maui's in Hawaii. And all I had was Magnum PI in my brain. And living where I was living at the time, Hawaii felt like this thing that was out of reach in another place. And I know it's a fantasy world, right? Nobody goes to Hawaii. And somehow that enlivened me. And so I followed that feeling of being of being enlivened and letting myself go towards something that seemed too good to be true or th there's something in there there's something in there there's something i was choosing to follow something different rather than the beliefs that were pulling me down into the ground you know yeah and i can certainly relate to what you're talking about um from my own childhood and th those feelings of, of not perhaps not being good enough and and having that change of environment being a spark to actually seeing a different version of yourself so you know i admire anybody who could make a, a change a significant change to themselves whether that's relationship or work or anything within the same context within the same box as it were um i, I don't know how they do that for me it's like change the box and then perhaps things can change but within a box well you know that that's hard for me but for yeah. bravery I mean, it's it's a fantastic thing and and so let's dive a little bit we talk about the art and science of things so let's talk a little bit about the science of bravery why is it so important this was so fun to look into so firstly um so bravery courage have been studied which is which is fabulous and i i found this um this statement in psychology today which i thought resonated really well and intersects so nicely with what you talk about so our, the bravery is our capacity to exercise more control in our lives so that we can pursue a full life. It's our capacity to exercise more control in our lives so we can pursue a full life. And you speak to, on your site, the Harvard study. We can control 40% of our joy. So I like to intersect these with <clears throat> being, our, and I'm setting this up, I'll get to the benefits, but it's our capacity to exercise control over our joy. And we've got 40% that we do that. 
And there's a there's a researcher, a professor of uh, sorry, a professor of psychology and a researcher whose name's Dr. Aranda Jayawakrin. If he ever hears this, I apologize if I've just messed his name up. And he says, brave decisions are instinctive. They're not so much an active thought process, I'm quoting. Brave people often act on their impulses. So bravery is this fascinating intersection of following your impulses, which gives you a greater sense of control in your life. And you can apply that to joy because we've got 40% that we are in control of. And when we do that, when we follow our impulses and we make these choices from there, we end up with some benefits. And some of the benefits are more resilience. And what are we living through right now? Not for the first time in history, but for our time in history, the World Health Organization is saying we're in an epidemic of work stress. The U.S. Surgeon General has named this an epidemic of loneliness. And we know that our social networks, the quality and the quantity of our social networks and interactions are greatly reduced. So the people are more isolated, they're more stressed, and they're more alone. So the so this, this benefit of resilience is, is so valuable when we're going through times like this. The resilience being the, I can get through this, and I can do this, and I can get back up, and I can get back up. Bravery, practicing bravery has also been connected to better health. And really interestingly, in clinical psychology, it's actually seen as a healing element. So when people are going through mental or emotional um, psychological healing, when they're braver, they, they make more progress. They make more progress. And and when your mental, emotional well-being, we already know this. Dr. Gabor Mate has done endless studies on this, the intersection of trauma and health. And when we resolve some of our trauma, we we become healthier. So the, the ultimate outcome for this is you get along, you get to live longer. Now, for some people, they're going to hear that and go, I don't want to live any longer. I, you know, I'm exhausted already. <laughs> but imagine if you, if you enhance your resilience, if your health improves, and if your mental and emotional well-being feels more joyful, then, then in those circumstances, having a longer lifespan is going to feel it's gonna, it's gonna feel more, more interesting and exciting. I think that's fantastic. I'm gonna take you off script a little bit now, um, just a little bit, just a little bit. Nature or nurture? That's my well. question. That's my, that's my question. Can people? I, I can imagine people are listening to this saying, "Well, I'm just not a brave person," and so, you know, is that a valid answer? Or some people born brave, some others, or could bravery be taught? Is it a skill we can? we can get in our lives yeah what do we mean by bravery right i mean that's defining it yeah. yeah and i i am so for me bravery can be me sitting on this podcast with you is actually me being a little bit brave it could be me saying to my partner um i want to do something different with my career and i'm really afraid of how that's going to impact our family it could be moving to another country like Hawaii. There's this spectrum of bravery and it's very, very personal. And I think we have more access to our bravery when we intersect it with who we are and what we really need and want in life. So if, if my life is, is 
and and baby steps baby steps are so important especially if you've you've got this idea of yourself as not being brave like doing really tiny small things towards that thing that you want and giving it time and space is really important so i i do believe I also think I've noticed with conversations that I have, if I talk to someone for long enough, they're being brave in some area of their life. They're being brave with their health, with their relationships, in their job, with their money. There's some area with their mental well-being. There's some area of their life that they're probably already being brave and they want to scoot that over into another area and practice it there. Mm. Well, I like that idea. I like that yeah. idea. If you could do a little, people do a little audit, really, and maybe ask some people around them, people, their partners, their friends who might, think hey that's really brave what you did last week or last year and that other person dismissed it themselves thinking no it wasn't so maybe they could find from asking others things that they don't know about themselves and get that boost of hey if i'm brave in that area then maybe i can transpose that same sense to a different situation can i add a nuance because you said nature nurture Mm. I think, yeah, I think it to me it sounds like nurture that I'm getting the sense that we like joy. We we talk about joy being a muscle that you can grow, that you can practice. Um, so no matter where you start on the spectrum of joy, I presume no matter where you start on the spectrum of bravery, there's always tricks and tips you can use to improve. And. The thing we most want in our lives usually is where we feel the most scared and usually where we have often wounding or pain. So it's also the place where it requires more bravery. Mm. So it's a really, yes, hence the baby steps. And it's different for everybody. But yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. I haven't met anybody yet who I can't talk to for long enough and go, but you could do this little thing, right? And they go, I'm scared, but yes, I could. And now we're on the way. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Well, everybody take courage out there. Um, Clara can can help us guide us through (laughs) becoming braver. Excellent news. Excellent. You alluded a little bit to today's world. So I'm going to take you back to today's world to talk about, you know, what does bravery mean today? Why is it difficult? You know, it seems, I don't know, maybe it's always seemed difficult, but specifically in today's world, I get the sense that there's specific challenges that we have to to be brave. So, you know, maybe in lives, in work. So maybe you could talk a little bit to that. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I love this question because we're, we're born into and then we stay within environments and we're constantly being bombarded with societal, cultural, familial, maybe whatever environment we're in, organizational, we're being bombarded with these, how you're meant to be and how you're meant to behave and what success looks like. And if you want to be happy, do these things. If you go buy the Tesla, then you'll be happy. If you eat this cereal, you're going to have lots of friends, right? I mean, this is subliminal stuff, and I'm obviously exaggerating. But but there's these ideas that are bombarded us, but we're bombarded with. And they drown out our inner voices. They drown out our own impulses. We lose trust in those. 
And I remember the, the the definition of bravery I mentioned earlier. It's like following those impulses, following those instincts. That's it. So, I mean, for me, I've had a, so much struggle with like, is that is that my instinct, or is that me wanting to get away, or is that me taking the mm-hmm. easy route, or is that me doing what someone else wants me to do? Like, I it's hard to sort through and even know ourselves well enough. So sometimes it's it's taking bravery to find out who I am again you know and I hear this with a lot I hear this with a lot of clients actually especially women especially women who've had families or who've been really caught up in their work they're like I just want to get back to myself I don't know who I am at this point so I think that's why it's so hard and so important that we find mentors and stories of people who are doing things differently than the dominant cultural norms the ways we're told Mm. we're meant to look sound feel act do you, I mean, you remember when, and this is not a, this is not the perfect example for many reasons I could go into, but it's, it's sort of right there. But you remember when, um, you had to have an education to get a good job. And then, then there were these people that didn't have any education, right? And then they built these mm-hmm. big companies, these, this tech, I think. And, and then we were like, Oh, wait a minute. And then they did, they weren't wearing suits and they were wearing, you know, pajamas to work and flip flops and all this kind of stuff. That was a massive change in the narrative around how you become successful. And that's rippled out. So these things can change over time. And it's always worth looking for the, the, the people that are doing it differently. Look for examples of where people are doing it differently because that gives us oh, bravery right. and possibility. I like that. I like that. And, and that's, you know, the beauty in today's world, I suppose, with these tech tools, with YouTube and TEDx and all of these things, you know, you just throw in some keywords and you can come out with the most amazing inspiration from, from people. And some of it's, you know, going to take you down the wrong rabbit hole, but that's okay. That's okay. Come back up. <laughs> don't, don't go down too deep and, and try the next one and the next one and the next one. Be curious and, and you'll find things that resonate with. I love that concept of listening to yourself and I think maybe with all the noise we have going on in the world all of the dings and the bings and the the social and other media find it hard for us to ground and listen to ourselves maybe and really listen to our impulses to our gut feelings because I think we know all the answers right somebody wise said that Andrew you have all the answers within you you just have to listen and it's hard it's hard to do so maybe there's a lot of distraction at the moment. Yeah. But a time, I'm going to take you back in time to a time where we didn't have so many distractions, perhaps um, during the pandemic, where, you know, many people had that opportunity to, to sit and uh, to maybe reflect and, and listen. And one of the things that came out of that pandemic time, a lot of things came out, but the one that I think is relevant today is a a statistic on careers where um, I recall the statistic that one in five people said they were considering changing their job in the next 12 months. And then half of those people said they were going to do something completely different, right? So that somehow the pandemic sparked this, desire to change this desire to move and now you know what are we like two years on i have no idea time just sort of walked through that period but anyway a period of time has elapsed and i feel pretty convinced that 
you know, not 12% of people haven't completely changed their careers to follow their dreams in that time. So a lot of people have wanted to do that and then stood back from the edge and said, I can't do that. I can't do that. So talk us through that. Talk us through that. Some, how can somebody still thinking about that? Take that leap. What some of the ways of getting through the the mind blocks or the other blocks people could have? A long question. A long question. So now I'm going to I'm going to breathe now. No, I love that you read it to me. You said it to me because obviously, I, I mean, I read it before, but I just heard something different in it than I than I thought about. And I want to differentiate. Um, I think there's something important in here about was it a dream or was it an escape fantasy? You know, and the pandemic was a real activator for um, ex- extreme, right? Because it was such an extreme thing we were going through. It was a natural response to that. <clears throat> so my guess would be that for some of those people, this extreme thing was happening and they want to get out. And this happens to people who've been stuck in yucky situations for a long time. Now they're talking about going and turning their hobby into a full-time business or moving to an island somewhere, right? So you get this sort of escape fantasy versus the real need. But let's say for some of those people, they were real dreams. And anybody that really wants to do something, make a meaningful change. Um, the first thing, if if you want to find the bravery to take the leap, the first thing is to be kind to yourself. Because if I sit and look back on all the times I tried this thing and I didn't do it and I didn't get to it and I focus on those, I'm out of the game before I've even started. Right. If you're going to get back in the game and try the thing again, do it from a fresh slate. Give yourself a break. Not only has this been a ridiculously hard time, life's hard. Life's just hard. So... Let's cut us, let's cut all of ourselves some slack on that. So that's the first thing, being kind um, and really understanding that life is stops and starts and the, your, your only job is to start again. Just get going again. Just get starting again. I remember this with quitting smoking a long time ago. I knew if I just kept quitting, I kept starting again, but I knew if I just kept quitting, eventually I'd quit for the last time. So that's the first thing, compassion and kindness to ourselves. Um and then I have three three words to, to, to get people moving. And you've already spoken to one, which is fabulous. So the three words are talk, imagine, and explore. And explore is the one that you were just speaking to. So we can come back to that more briefly. Um, so there's this uh, there's a gentleman called Eric Liu, and he's a CEO. He did an interview with NPR. I'm reading. And he said, people who feel isolated for long periods of time might grow to believe that others in general do not have their best interests in mind. Isn't that interesting? So we lose mm-hmm. trust in others and we lose trust in organizations, their intentions for us, the more isolated we are. Okay, that's interesting. Isn't it? So talk for me is some of us process by talking out loud. We learn things, we see things, we can move ourselves forwards. But social isolation inhibits bravery mm. because it reduces trust in others, in ourselves, in what's possible for ourselves. So talking, re-engaging with the world around us in some form, making sure that they're nice people we're re-engaging with. Um, so talk, connect. The second thing is imagine. Just imagine. Now, every time most people imagine something good, the brain kicks in, depending on where you're at with imagining. 
the brain often kicks in and goes, well, that's not possible. Well, that's ridiculous. Well, look at all the time. What are you thinking about? Don't be coaching mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? This is what our mind does. So scratch that. Just have fun imagining. Because why? Because when you imagine something like a beautiful sunset or you're looking over a canyon somewhere, it doesn't matter if you've been or not. We've all got access to photos. We feel better. Imagine ourselves in a better place. We feel better. Neurologically, our brain starts shifting. And then we start getting ideas that we can follow or not follow or talk ourselves into or out of. But imagination, imagine, imagine, imagine. And then the third thing, explore. It's exactly what you just said. Do the research. Go into the possibilities. See what's out there. See who's doing what. What organizations? Find the good things. What? Are, what where do you fit? Where do you, Just play and research and throw a rabbit hole and come back out. Everything you just said is exactly what Explore is about. I had a client I worked with um, last year. It took her three years to make a move from the private sector into the government sector for the work. She's doing social justice work. Three Mm. years of exploring, talking to her husband, having her kids get a little bit older. The timing of this, what was possible, adjusting to the salary decrease. Mm. And also her own fear of making such a dramatic change after so many years. Three years that took her. That's not long in the, in the span of a life. Then she, then her and I started working together. She got her job within four months. Mm. So exploring is part of preparing. You don't have to be doing all the action steps. So those are, I think those that's are my good. Things. Yeah. I, I love that idea of, of time that you brought up there that, you know, time. You could be sitting here today thinking three years is a really long time, right? That's a lifetime. I want to change now. I want to change today. We're told in this world of instant gratification that if we don't have it now, you know, 15 seconds, TikTok video, move on, move on. And and I think, you know, what we're talking about here is let's be more playful. Let's sort of listen to ourselves, be kind to ourselves, talk to, to people around us, people that care about us. Um, bounce ideas, throw spaghetti at the wall, um, get a blank piece of paper, just start sketching or to get magazines and do a collage. Or you can do that online even. Um, in the old days we used to cut, cut up old magazines and make a, make a board, but you can actually do that, you know, online easily. You can go and clip photos and put them in PowerPoint or somewhere and create your own mood board of, of what your new brave self looks like or your dream job or your dream place to live. And, and so, you know, we don't even have that excuse anymore of, oh, if I only had the right magazines, I could have made my perfect life. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. I love yeah, that idea of the board where definitely. you look at what your brave self looks like. Yeah. What does yeah. your brave self look like? What are the images, the colors, the be creative with it? What is the brave, brave self? I love that. I've got an, I've got an idea for the, the Year of Joy community then. That's one of the actions we could get them to do. Maybe we can get them all to, to create their own digital bravery board and stick it in the, in the forum and share and talk about it. I love that. that. I'm going to do that as one of my four. Excellent. <laughs> Take your <Excellent>. idea. <laughs> hey, steal with, with pride. Good ideas. <laughs> There you go. Great there you idea. Go. You, Great you idea. have that, Clara. You have that. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. I, I know we could talk for forever on this subject. It's such, been such joy yeah, and a pleasure you. talking to you today, Clara. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Andrew. Lovely to be included.
And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I have. And I hope you feel inspired by Clara to, to work on your bravery. And just to remind you, if you're not already a member of the Year of Joy community, you can visit our website, theartandscienceofjoy.com, and find out more on how to join. It's a free resource we're gifting the world on how they can grow their joy muscles not only for their own benefit but also to help those around them so thanks once again for listening and i hope you tune in for the next episode of the art and science of joy podcast until then stay well stay joyful and be brave